Welcome to another episode of Hillcrest Church's new podcast called Our Stories. Our Stories is a podcast provides you with an opportunity to listen in on a conversation that I have with someone associated with Hillcrest Church. I'm Pastor Brad Bergfalk, Interim Lead Pastor here at Hillcrest, and I am delighted to have with me this afternoon our preschool director, Gretchen Gordon. Uh, Gretchen, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Uh, Gretchen, I want to begin our, um, our, our conversation this afternoon by simply asking you, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do on the staff here at Hillcrest Church. Well, I direct the weekday preschool, which serves kids from age one and walking to six years of age. And I can't even tell you how long I've been doing that. Um, it doesn't seem like that long, but I think it's around eight years. Um, it seems just like yesterday. Time flies when you're having fun. It is the best job I've ever had. I love it and I feel very fulfilled in it. And um, it's not work. So I enjoy being with the kids and parents. And as my girls get older, um, I enjoy it even more because um, I don't have kids that age anymore. So what I are some of the challenges that. that the preschool program has faced during the last uh, seven or eight months as we've kind of gone through this COVID lockdown? Yeah. So in the beginning, we locked down with um, Shawnee Mission School District and the same as Hillcrest when they locked down and then um, had a reopening plan this fall. Um, staffing is very hard. A lot of our staff is uh, our parents um, who have kids at home that they're teaching. And so um, they are unable to return into those kids are back at school. And then we also have the concern for COVID. So we have parents who aren't comfortable with kids coming to school, which I completely understand. Um, and so in that, um, half of our, um, our classrooms are, are just a little emptier. So then that creates financial, different financial restraints. Um, and then just making sure everyone stays healthy, which we have. So I am very blessed for that. And I understand that you've had a little bit of a brush with uh, yeah. COVID yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, and right about the week after um, 4th of July, I started to have an itchy throat, which felt weird. And so um, I'm really in tune to my body, knowing any changes. So I decided to go in and get tested. My husband made fun of me <laughs> for getting tested, said I didn't need to, but I ended up testing positive for COVID. And then um, my husband did also, and our girls did not. So um, it, for me, was very, very mild. For my husband, it was high fevers and different things like that. So, mm. yeah. So you're a little more um, attuned to to this with regard to the the children and the mm -hmm. staff on, at, uh, at the school. Yeah, it also took the fear out of it for me, which I was so blessed. I thank God that I got COVID in that sense because I did have a little bit of anxiety at the thought of like coming to work and what if I got it at work or different things just because there's so many unknowns. Um, but I was blessed that I got it because then it took that fear out where I was like, okay, I can just go full steam ahead and be able to look at the whole picture and what's best for everyone without being clouded with any anxiety or fear or nervousness about what we were doing. Um, Cause I was able to take myself out of that and um, just come up with a plan that I think is really good for kids and parents. So. Uh, when you talk about um, the fear associated with sort of before COVID and after COVID, um, 
Do you have any advice to offer us about uh, about fear in general and or experiences you've had with fear at other times in your life and how how um, that's resolved? I would say fear. If you say fear and anxiety, that's probably the umbrella of my life. So I was taught fear. I was taught anxiety. Naturally, I don't blame anyone for that. It sounds like I'm blaming someone. I'm not. It's just what was kind of taught in our household to always be aware. And I realized that as a mom, why I was taught that it was to keep us safe in my mom's eyes and um, understanding having children make you so vulnerable that um, they're walking around up there and you don't have control of what might happen to them. And that would affect who you are. So fear and anxiety have been my struggle since I was born. And so, um, how has COVID um, uh, helped you uh, go um, through that? I would say it's just another way that I saw that God showed up, that G- that I'm not in control. I'm huge into having control and that I'm just, I'm not in control. And so I can do everything right. Um, I'm, I, I'm very big into like right and wrong. That's kind of how my brain works. And so... I always think, well, if I do all these right things, then it'll be okay. And that's not how life works. Bad things are going to happen. It's learning how to cope with the things that when they do and having um, skills to work through those anxieties and fears that I have. Um, I call them irrational fears at times. My daughter says nothing's irrational. It's all a feeling and it all carries meaning. So she corrects me. But um sounds like wise. She is very wise, but I call them irrational um, because I don't. You know, so where someone's normal thoughts with COVID would be small, mine could grow into something, something larger. And I think having it just showed me another thing that God's there isn't, you know, he's always right there. And I need to just lean into that. And it also took the pressure off. So it was took the pressure off of like, I am, I'm not in control. So I can just let it be and I can just exhale and live my life and enjoy it. And it, it helped me to be grateful mm-hmm. for um, just, just being able to, um, you know, I'm not dealing with, I dealt with COVID. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was mild, being grateful for that. And just, um, just a reminder, I guess. It was just another reminder. I feel like God shows up in my life about every two to three years to remind me, like, it's, this isn't yours. I'm, you need I'm to, still around. Yeah, I'm yeah. still here. You need to figure, when are you going to figure? I always imagine him and, like, looking down and being like, when are you going to figure it out? And I continue to, you know, do the same pattern sometimes. Now, you, you've you also faced um, other uh, illnesses yeah. in the past. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, four years ago, um, at 39, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So that's pretty young to be diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, very early stage in the beginning. Um, and so um, went through treatment at KU. Everything looked good. Had surgery. They found lymph node involvement. So it was more than what they thought. Still early stage. Still an incredible um, prognosis. Um had to go through chemo, had to go through radiation, um, worked the whole time when I was going through both of those. Still had to be here with the kids. I loved being here. Um, but another time in my life where I physically and mentally could not do what I used to do. I used to do everything. I mean, 
Um, I even do it now. Like if something needs to be done, that's my love language is acts of service. And also, so, and also I'm a two on the Enneagram. I know. So, so um, I serve, that's just what I do. And so I couldn't anymore and I had to be served. What and, did that feel like? Um, I think it's, I think honestly it helped save my marriage. Um, I think I had served so much that I served my husband out of a role. Um, he didn't, you know, he didn't know where his role was in our family. Um, not that I knew that at the time or we were having issues, but looking back, I took that away. Um, I let my kids have a voice. Um, they had to do things on their own. Um, so actually it was a blessing. That was a very good thing for our family. Hmm. So, uh, so COVID doesn't really compare to some of the uh, challenges, I suppose you, you met and overcame in that period um, of your life. The peace I feel it's, this is going to sound very backwards. The peace I feel when everything is shut down for me. So COVID shut down everything for me. Cancer shut down everything for me. It's almost a piece that you crave. So it's kind of funny to say because you're in the midst of something that could take your life or that could create high anxiety or different things. But I would crave that, um, that the control being taken away from me and um, want that again. It is a comfortable place for me. And I don't, that kind of sounds backwards because it's like these huge ordeals that people wouldn't want to go through. But it would bring somewhere, it would bring peace for me because I knew I, I didn't have a say. Can you uh, describe either during the time when you were facing cancer or even more recently with COVID, um, how did you experience God's strength in, in those moments where you, you were sort of laid bare and had, had no resources? So God showed up from the moment I was diagnosed. So when you go in... Um, for your mammogram and I was, um, they kept taking me back, taking me back. And I knew what it meant. I had, um, had issues when I was pregnant with my first child. I'd had a mass removed when I was pregnant with, with Parker. And so I knew this was not something new for me. This was like a long history of different issues. And, um, I knew what it meant, although the biopsy and stuff wasn't back yet. And I remember just changing in that room and I look at the portrait that's in these little tiny rooms and across the bottom it says Parker, which is my daughter's name. And I was like, hmm, it's gonna be okay. And then um, when I had my surgery, so you have like all these tests, like MRIs and all these to see if it's a lymph node involvement. And they're like, there's no involvement. You won't have to have chemo, all of these things. And my surgeon went in and when they're doing your surgery, they inject a dye to see how cancer travels into sentinel lymph nodes. And so, and they remove those. And so they removed them. I had two that weren't, that it showed that if it was gonna travel to them, those are the two. It's very typical. And they felt them, looked at them under the microscope, nothing. They're like, they're clear. Well, she went to go dissect one and it, it moved and she dissected it wrong. And there was cancer. So if that would have happened, it wouldn't have happened. They would have left in all my major lymph nodes, which could have had cancer in them. That didn't happen. They were able then to take everything out. And, um, and there was no more involvement. It was just that one. So I was protected there. Um, I was protected. I had a, there's so many different ways, but um, I 
had on chemo, so I went through chemo, I went through eight rounds of chemo, and there's a chemo called Taxol. And during my second administration of Taxol, I flatlined. Um, Which means you died. Yeah, basically, I was on my way. I was in a hypertensive reaction. So um, I had a reaction to it. So like my pulse was above 200, my blood pressure, I was allergic to it is what happened. So they were putting the, um, the pads on me and I was going in and out of consciousness and they're trying to unhook things to reverse it. And, um, I, it was fine. I didn't, I didn't even go to the hospital or anything. They just pump you full of like tons of Benadryl and stuff and steroids. And I was fine, but I was talking to my doctor and I was like, you know, I'm really nervous now. I have to go to a different chemo. And she's like, well, this is actually one of the better chemos. Just in your insurance wouldn't cover this chemo unless you had a reaction. So actually you're getting better chemo. And it was just a lot of things like that. But the one thing that has always stuck with me is um, during my first set of um, chemo, I had to go to the hospital that weekend. I was in immense pain. And at the hospital, they said, well, you have um, tumors on your ovaries. And so I'm sitting there thinking, I have breast cancer and I have ovarian cancer and they're doing all the tests and they're like, it looks like you have ovarian cancer too. And it's not my doctors telling me this. And, you know, I am literally panicking. I didn't eat for a long time and I couldn't even cope. I mean, I was just like in a state of like shaking and just, I could not process this information. And, um, I woke up in the middle of the night and opened Facebook And there was a passage from Jesus calling. I mean, just right there. And it said, I know you are weary. Let me take this for you. And I was like, okay, you've got it. I don't have this. And then in the next couple of weeks, I find out there was nothing wrong with my ovaries. There was nothing that was misread and I was okay. Gretchen, thank you uh, for taking the time uh, to share your story with us. If you have a story to tell out there, if you've been listening to this podcast that you think others in our congregation would like to hear, please send us an email at info at hillcrestcub.org, and we will look forward to hearing your story on a future episode of Our Stories at our Hillcrest Covenant Church podcast. Thank you. Thank you.